Welcome to Scholastic Reads, our podcast about books, authors, and the joy and power of reading. I'm your host, Suzanne McCabe, Editor-at-Large at Scholastic. Thank you for joining us. In September 1998, Scholastic published Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Readers in the U.S. fell in love with the orphan boy living in a cupboard under the stairs. Soon, kids everywhere yearned to enroll at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. The Harry Potter series has since sold more than 500 million copies been translated into more than 80 languages and adapted into eight blockbuster films. The Boy Who Lived is a phenomenon that extends far beyond the pages of the original seven novels by J.K. Rowling. Readers who grew up with Harry are now sharing the series with their children. To celebrate the 20th anniversary of Harry's arrival here, Scholastic Reads is hosting a series of special episodes. Over the next few weeks, we'll talk with some of the extraordinary illustrators behind the stories, as well as Scholastic employees who were with Harry from the very beginning. First, we'll hear from the fans. All year, we've been asking, what does Harry Potter mean to you? Here's what we heard. Harry Potter taught me to be brave and strong, and that I will never be alone as long as I have Harry, Ron, and Hermione. The Harry Potter books helped me own the power of being a smart, sincere, frizzy-haired girl. It's we who must save the universe! Harry Potter was a world I could escape to where goodness would prevail, even if it didn't in the real world. Harry Potter means the possibility for something greater in each of us. In a world where one can sometimes feel lost and alone, Harry reminds you that there is always someone that loves you, that there is always magic, that there is always light, even in the darkest of times. To me, Harry Potter means just because you're different doesn't mean you're broken. My mom began reading Harry Potter when I was seven years old. It was my first novel, and we quickly spread the mania with the rest of my family, including my dad, who is not a reader. Harry Potter means the world to me because it brought my family closer together. Harry Potter will forever be my childhood. I grew up reading the books and it was always a part of my life. From Barnes & Noble book releases, to midnight showings of the films, to getting my Potter tattoo, to visiting Universal because of the Wizarding World, at any point in my life, there is a Harry Potter story. It's something that is such a big part of who I am. Everyone has at least a little magic in them. Look inside to find yours. I first read Harry Potter when I felt I had no one in the world. Harry was my first friend after my mother passed away and I will cherish what the series helped me through over the years. Harry Potter was the support I needed the most when I felt the most lost. Harry Potter is so much more than a story of wizards and witches. It is about love and trust and friendship. It is a story where every person can see themselves through one of the characters. It is a world that celebrates diversity and acceptance. It will live on, always. As a library assistant, I've seen countless children become lifelong readers because of Harry and his magical world. 
Harry Potter has been a part of my life since childhood, so reading Harry Potter is like visiting a lifelong friend. Even though I know the stories by heart, I always find myself learning something new. The Harry Potter series has helped me do something that I never thought I would be able to do, grieve, but not get lost in my grief. It showed me the importance of going on with life despite who is taken away from us, that moving forward isn't forgetting. It means everything to me. It taught me about joy, love, sadness, and life. Even at my age, it continues influencing my life, and I hope someday my children will continue the Harry Potter legacy. I never really read until a teacher of mine introduced me to the world of Harry Potter when I was 14. That was 10 years ago. I am now a teacher and owe my success in school to my wonderful teacher and J.K. Rowling for making the series that helped me reach my full potential. To honor both of them, I read the series every summer. Harry Potter truly changed my life and shaped the person I came to be. When the Harry Potter series first came out, it was right up my alley. So when four of my younger cousins came to the U.S. from the Philippines, the books became a bridge. We read all of them together nearly every night to practice their English. It brought us so close together and gave us wonderful memories. Harry Potter was my light in the darkness. He, Ron, and Hermione were my best friends when I didn't have any, and brought friends to me through our mutual love of the books. Hogwarts will always be my home. Now, we're going from the fans themselves to two women who are helping new generations of readers discover the magic of Harry Potter. Here are librarians Etty Berland and Robin Brenner. First, here's Etty. Hi, Etty. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me. Tell us about your day-to-day. Sure. I am a youth and teen services librarian at Lincolnwood Public Library in Lincolnwood, Illinois, just a suburb of Chicago. So I get to work with kids and families and get really nerdy and share stories with them. I came at Harry Potter as a fan as a kid, and now I get to help the next generation of kids find the series and really impact their love of reading. So it's kind of a dream job. That is absolutely wonderful. So how old were you when you discovered Harry and what drew you to him? I feel like I must have been around the same age, although I think I'm a little bit older now that we're celebrating the 20th anniversary, which makes me feel really, really old. So I... I found him because my mom bought us a box of books with her tax rebate. That's what she did um, every year and you know, April time. And it just, the first book was in the box and I fell in love with it. And we shared that experience together, my mom and I. We really bonded over our love of Harry Potter and you know, we had to get multiple copies and share it. And it was a really special experience that we continue to share. Oh my gosh, that's great. And what about your own students now at the library? What do they love? It's really interesting. I have lots of different kinds of kids who some of them are are kind of the next generation of kids. So they got it from their parents who grew up with it. And so they're encountering it with them. I have a friend who made sure that they were the ones who read it to their kids themselves. I have some kids who want to follow in their older siblings' footsteps. And I have some kids who are just excited to experience it themselves, but are also sort of like, I'm ready for this part, but I'm not ready for, you know, book four and five. I know that that's going to be a little too scary for me. And I think that's great too. So they get to 
assert their choice in this experience. And just a great fandom to be part of. I've created really great relationships often with Harry Potter as the catalyst for conversation with kids. And then we get into other things and then we bond. So it's really great for me to get to know the kids through Harry Potter. What is it about being immersed in the world of Hogwarts that makes everybody go wild? (laughs) I think that it's a lot of times it's a stand-in for for ourselves. You know, we've all felt like Harry, you know, like our metaphorical places under the stairs, whatever that is, felt like there was also something really special about us that if only somebody would tell us it, then we would be able to have some sort of clarity. I think the themes in Harry Potter are really universal. Friendship, loyalty, respect, making good choices, truth, but also loss and the darkness and evil and how to fight for those things. I think they're so universal that we can all kind of find our place within the story and magic. (laughs) Of course, magic. It's often said, as you probably know, that reading the series helps kids develop empathy. Have you seen that in the kids you work with or how is that manifested, do you think? A hundred percent. It's really amazing hearing about the studies about people reading Harry Potter and developing empathy, especially towards marginalized groups. I think every person's experience is different, but you care so deeply about the characters that it really compels you to question things outside of the book and really think about your own role in the world and that you want to be somebody who is brave like Harry and smart like Hermione and I guess funny like Ron. I think Harry Potter does a really good job of helping readers put themselves in other people's shoes and really develop that sense of understanding other people's experiences and emotions and sometimes through really challenging things. Harry doesn't make always the best decisions and we have to learn through that process and we get to learn it through the story and rehearse those experiences when we're faced with a challenge, when we're faced with somebody saying something horrible to a friend of ours and having to respond in different ways. I think As this story progresses, we get to see how he handles moral quandaries and makes choices and faces really hard things. And I think that really gives us a sense of compassion for other people and also consideration for others. So I think it it does impact our sense of empathy in so many different ways. And each individual gets to experience that differently. How do you know when a child is ready to start the series? Oh, that's such a good question. One of my first years teaching, I had a first grader who was super into it. My answer is the kid will tell you. The kid will tell you whether they're ready for it or they're not ready for it. And I respect both answers. I have a kid who say, you know, I'm not ready for it or I, I'm, I'm not ready to read that or I don't want to. And that's I feel sad because I want them to love it, but I also feel like it's their choice and they're going to love it when they're ready for it, when they choose it. I think choice is so important in this process. I think it's also really important to empower caregivers that they get to have that conversation with their children and say, you know, you're ready for the first three books. We're going to wait for book four because it's a big change there. But when you're ready, we're going to enjoy it and love it together. And I love when I see caregivers sharing the series with kids, reading it together, sharing it together, because ultimately those scary things become manageable and are points for conversation, which we should all be able to have. And what a great way to have those conversations through the medium of this powerful series. Oh, without question. And what are some of your favorite moments with kids who've read the book? Well, I've had an amazing experience this year through our relationship with this series. At my library, we have a program called Junior Justice League, which is our community service program. And 
the kids really wanted to do something after the hurricanes in Puerto Rico. And so we're a library. We're all about books. So we decided to partner with the Harry Potter Alliance and our local chapter, the Patronuses, to create a book drive to send amazing books to the children of the Boys and Girls Clubs of Puerto Rico. And so we got to use our love of a story and Harry Potter and fantasy to make real impacts in the world. And we sent around a thousand books there. So I think the stories that I hear are both the, the love of reading, but then also taking that love of reading and putting it out into the world, becoming part of Dumbledore's army, so to speak. <laughs> and I love I love that, that the fandom is is connected to the books, but has transcended the books. Like the stories are creating change in our world. So it's really empowering. And it's also got to be different for this generation to have all of the books already written. They're so lucky. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, but at the same time, I remember that feeling of like getting the book in the mail and kind of like portioning it out. So I didn't read it all at one time because I didn't, I didn't want to like spoil it for myself and then not have it. But then I totally quit, treated and read it like through, but yeah, they get to experience the whole series and they get this whole extended universe, but then they also get all the art that's been made around it and they're making art based off of it, which I, I think is the power of this series that it, it creates transformative works. So, and they're the ones making it, which I love. It is absolutely remarkable. The Harry Potter fans I have to say, are among the most inspired and devoted bunch you could ever hope for. Thanks so much, Etty, for talking with us. You're so welcome. Now, I'm pleased to welcome Robin Brenner. Hi, I'm Robin Brenner, and I'm the teen librarian at the Public Library of Brookline. I do always remember the, the day that I believe it was, I'm trying to remember which book it was that came out. It was either the fifth or the sixth. And I remember walking to work in the morning on a Saturday. So it was the midnight release party had been the night before. But everyone had come in that really early that morning to get their copy of the book from our local bookshop. And um, along the streets of our, our town square were just people lining all the benches, like sitting down and reading on the street because they didn't want to wait to go home. They just wanted to start reading right away. And it wasn't just the kids. It was everybody reading together. So you see the parents and the kids kind of with their heads together, all reading the books on, on the local benches and on the grass. And I think that kind of reading together is such a wonderful thing. And I think the fact that there are now so many adults who grew up as Harry Potter fans and now they can share it with their kids is kind of delightful. It's a, it's a shared world that you can, I think a lot of parents also find it interesting to figure out. Why do you think young readers respond so deeply to the Harry Potter series and immerse themselves the way you're describing here? I think one of the key elements of what J.K. Rowling is so good at is um, world building, that she's made a world that everybody wants to go to. But I also think there's a key appeal outside even of, of kind of what we think of as ordinary fantasy readers, that it's a, at its heart is actually a schoolable no novel. It's about going to school and meeting friends. And of course, it gets more and more adventurous and more and more magical as it goes. But that, that very simple thing that everyone can relate to of going to school, finding your people, figuring out which adults you like and trust, all of that is something that is makes it very, very appealing to a broad range of readers. And how does reading the books change kids? It seems to have such a profound effect. How does it alter who they are? Well, I think a lot of it is, is the demonstration of activism within the books and the idea of learning kind of how to be a good person in the world, what it means to be a hero, what it means to not be a hero. 
and all the ways you can get to be a hero. I, I do like that there's multiple versions of that kind of everyone has different skills and everyone can adapt their own skills to help as needed. And I think also the the kind of ongoing sense of you find other fans and then everyone wants to do things together. And there's the Harry Potter Alliance and the idea of creating a charity and a group that works for social justice is kind of an amazing example of fans of a story where that becomes, you know, the fight for restoration of peace and of goodness in the world becomes something that they fight for in real life. And that's, I think, a way to, to continue, I guess, the story, but also a way to, to realize that your place in the world is more than glory or more than kind of doing the thing you think will make you look cool. <laughs> it's more the idea of what can you do for others and what you can do to help people realize their own potential as well. And what do kids draw? Do you find them talking about moral issues or the difference between right and wrong and good and evil as they process the story? Oh, definitely. The one discussion I think we always seem to come back to is the different houses and the idea if you if you have Slytherin and Slytherin is majority not good people, <laughs> um, then why do they exist? And what is what is the point of sorting the houses if you have a, a house that's mostly not really going to be for the side of good, then what's the reason to do it? Is it, you know, is it to make you seem magnanimous to do it? Or there's very skeptical, you know, teenagers that are like, ah, they're just doing it so they can track people and like know who's who. But it's, it's interesting to kind of see them talk about the different character types that show up and what's predictable or not predictable about how characters turn in the story. I still remember way back when the, just the like long heated debate about Snape after book six. And, uh, and everyone speculating all sorts of ways. And, you know, every kid who's a reader at different ages has different ideas and different kind of firm ideas about what, what might make someone good and what might make them bad. And the idea of betrayal is very strong, I think, especially with the kind of younger teen, older kid. That's when you, when you feel that, I think, amongst your friends. You, you suddenly get those moments when you realize you know, that terrible period of middle school where people start to pick sides and, and kind of can be especially nasty to each other, that idea becomes that more powerful. And you see, well, what would cause someone to do that? Does that mean they had a good reason for it or not? So they have a lot of, uh, I think, a lot of empathy. That's the one thing that's very true about a lot of fans of the books is they, they think through why someone might do something, even if it's cruel or even if it's mean at the time. You know, when should they be forgiven and when should they not is, is a big question for, I think, a lot of kids and a lot of teens as they're growing up. It's really fun to find your your people. I think everyone feels that even as a kid, as a teen, as an adult, you know, when you know who your people are, you feel OK in the world. And I think for a lot of Harry Potter fans, finding other fans is what will start that process, even if it, you know, you may not love everyone who loves Harry Potter, but you'll you'll find your crew. Beautifully said, Robin. Thank you. Thanks so much to our guests for joining us and to our fellow Harry Potter fans who've been with us every step of the way for the past 20 years. If you have favorite memories of the series that you'd like to share, please email us at scholasticreads at scholastic.com. We'd love to hear from you. On our next episode, we'll hear from some of the illustrators who have brought Harry to life for so many readers. Be sure to find Scholastic Reads and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to ensure that each episode will be automatically delivered to your phone. Special thanks to producer Emily Morrow, 
sound engineers Daniel Jordan and Chris Johnson, and music composer Lucas Elliott Eberall. I'm Suzanne McCabe. We look forward to sharing more Scholastic Reads next time. Thank you.